0: Can you guys just say your names for me? I'm
1: Ann. Tell him your name.
2: My name is Buddy Byers.
1: And I'm Ann Byers.
0: So when you two look at each other now, it's the same spark that was there when he was reading your magazine in the drugstore?
1: Absolutely.
2: Bigger spark. Stronger spark.
0: Stronger spark.
2: Stronger. That's one more stat woman right there.
1: <laughs>
0: hot breath. Hello, hello. Oh, how I missed you so. Ladies and gentlemen, hot brethren and sisterin. You know what time it is. Hot breath. This is, of course, your favorite host, Joel Byers, and welcome back to your favorite podcast. Oh, I missed you so. I know you missed me and that old familiar, but as you know from our last episode, a lot of Big events have happened over the past few weeks. I got married and then went on the honeymoon and now we're back and rejuvenated and ready to take charge. i really just ready to get back on the grind, but have more fun than ever. And that's why I wanted to kick all this back off with really one of our most fun episodes, definitely one of our most unique episodes to date. This interview I posted today actually was one of the first interviews I ever did. You can see we have over 80 episodes now. This was one of the first interviews I did over two years ago. I had to take advantage and interview my grandparents. They had been married over 60 years to each other. Yeah, consecutively. 60 years in a row to each other, still as much in love today as they were way back way. And that's what's really inspirational about this interview. You will be able to tell how my interview style has evolved over the years. So this will be a fun kind of time capsule of seeing me a young interviewer and then now how I've kind of transitioned into maybe a more more eloquent interviewer if you will nonetheless this is still a great interview packed with information that it's a one it's a good insight into my family I learned a lot you're gonna learn a lot just about me and where I come from but also about what it's like to be married for over 60 years and the secret to making that happen and why divorce is so prominent now and what we can do to change that it's really just we're kicking we're kicking hot breath back off with love is what I'm saying. So I love that you're here with me today or tonight, however this episode finds you. Welcome back. Every Monday we'll be right back here. Thank you so much for hanging in there over these past few weeks on our little hiatus. but don't don't worry, we're hitting the ground running. April 30th. That's when my next class starts. if you're interested in that. You can go to my website joelbyerscomedy.com or highwirecomedy.com. You can register there. I have a intro class and now an advanced class for my intro graduates. If you're listening to this, which I know a lot of you do, hop on the advanced class, of course. And another new thing that has been happening, I wrote a book. Yes, I wrote a book with Dr. Robert Joseph. He is a MIT, Carnegie Mellon, doctor, if you will, and he will. It's called the Comics Playbook, Finding Your Funny, the Comics Playbook. If you're interested in breaking through your writer's block or really helping with organization or just holding yourself accountable or just want a new notebook to write in that you can carry around from show to show, this is it. We developed this book just to help comics. Going around the scene, we were both noticing where people were struggling the most and what we could help them be more efficient creators. And i got to say, this book has helped me tremendously. So if you want the same, comicsplaybook.com. You can order it on there. Or if you see me in person, I'll have them on my person as well. But of course, the cover done by one and only Comedy Artwork, yeah, he's done everything for me, and he continues to do it. And if you want the same quality work done for you, hit him up, comedyartwork.com, at comedyartwork on all social media. Tell him to give you the hot breath special. He's gonna take care of you. Nice and nestle. Mmm. Ooh, but I digressle. Foshesle. I don't know. That was a forced rhyme. But... It's time, ladies and gentlemen, hot brethren and sisterin, to enter the hot breath verse. So, there's only one thing left to do, and that is inhale a hot breath.
1: Expecting, <sighs> but no, I'm not nervous.
0: With Anne, You're good. Great and news, Buddy Byers. He came prepared. Did he? I did. I'm a professional. I'm a buyers. All right. Okay. So we're we're kicking it off. Can you guys just say your names for me? I'm
1: Ann. Tell him your name. My name is Buddy Byers.
2: And I'm
1: Ann Byers.
0: Ann and Buddy Byers, thank you for sitting down with me today. So how long have you guys been married?
2: 62 years.
0: Well, have you looked at him to see if he knew?
1: No, I was was... the one that didn't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, how did you guys meet?
1: In the courthouse.
0: In the drugstore.
1: Yeah, we were introduced in the courthouse, but we saw each other in the drugstore at lunchtime. I was at work.
0: What were you doing? Where do you work at the drugstore? I
1: worked at the courthouse.
0: And did did you approach her?
2: Uh, We were in there at noon and they had a magazine rack and everybody, read the magazines. They didn't buy any of them. They just read them. And so I was reading this magazine and this girl walked in and gave me a dirty look. (laughs) I found out later I had got her magazine.
1: I had been reading the magazine at lunchtime while I had ate lunch.
0: What magazine was it?
1: Oh, I don't know. That's a
0: yeah, it has been a long time ago.
1: That's sixty something years ago, baby.
0: So you approached him about reading your magazine, and you hit it off from there.
1: No, uh, I like he said. I sort of gave him a dirty look, and then a friend of a mutual friend came in the in where I worked and called me out in the hall and introduced us. I'm, uh, a friend of his than somebody I knew.
0: So then he's like, "I." He wanna... was
1: home on leave from the. Oh.
0: I was in service. Mm-hmm. You were home on leave from that. Mm-hmm. Was that your pickup line? Is that what you told her? You were an American hero. <laughs> No,
2: I asked her for a date and we went to Chattanooga to a ball game.
0: (laughs) Oh, the lookouts?
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: So, how long did you date before you proposed? Um,
2: About a year.
1: Probably because he was stationed at Fort Bragg and he would come home on like weekends or when he could get home.
0: And then the engagement lasted how long?
1: Oh, uh, not very long because we, when we got married, we went back up to Fort Bragg and then went to a football game in where, Auburn?
2: Was it Auburn game? It was the Gator Bowl yeah. in Jacksonville, Florida. We went on a—our honeymoon was a sports trip. We went to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina to the uh, basketball classics. And we stayed there four or five days. Then we went down the coast to Jacksonville to the Gator Bowl. Auburn played Texas Tech and won the game. Vince Dooley was Auburn's quarterback.
0: You guys went all over the country, didn't you? We
1: have gone. Quite a while.
0: For the honeymoon? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we had a good time. Well
1: back a little excitement.
0: Little excitement?
1: Mm-hmm. One of the places we stayed that was it the night of the of the football game? Yeah. Uh, one of the uh pla- one of the places we stayed had a murder there that night. What? And they woke us up the next morning wanting to know what we 'Cause we, it, the thing was in the shape of a U,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we were at one end of the U, and the office was on the other end of the U, and they woke us up wanting to know if we had seen anything un, uh, out of the way during the night because there had been a murder there.
2: <laughs> wow. Somebody murdered the
0: owner in the motel.
1: And we left that day coming home.
0: That's so romantic. It's a great honeymoon. There was a murder. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Backtracking a little bit, how did you propose?
2: Uh, Well, her mother worked in the courthouse also. And uh, she came in the drugstore. I forgot if it was noon or when, and I asked her could I marry her daughter.
0: How old were you at this time?
2: I was 25.
0: And you, Granny, how old were you? She is 19. I was
1: 19. Oh.
0: Going after the young ones.
1: I was a child (laughs) bride.
0: (laughs) Well, you mean you guys being married over sixty-two years? How? What was your parents' relationships like? Like, were they married a long time?
2: No, uh, my my father. My mother got pregnant with me, and my father left the county. I never did see him, so I didn't have. I just I was raised by my grandmother. And my single mother, wow, she was married, but he left and made her raise my sister and myself.
0: How about you, granny?
1: Well, my parents lived together for I don't know how many years they were married. well they were still together when both when he died. My father died first mm-hmm. and then my mother died. But they were married all those years.
0: Yeah, you have any siblings?
1: Do I have siblings? Mm-hmm. I have one older brother.
0: Yeah. Has he been uh married a long time or
1: Yeah, yeah not as long as Bud and me have been married, but he did he married a girl from somewhere.
0: Did your mom, grandpa, did your mom remarry or find another man or anything? She
1: remarried and uh had one daughter, uh, the second husband.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she just, the, the daughter just passed away last year. I'm
2: trying year. to think of the year she married. She remarried, rather, and had one daughter. And she, the daughter just died last year, September one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it seems you both kind of came from smaller families. Yeah. It's in the home life, and then you two end up having four kids, three dollars, three daughters and a son. Yeah. How did having kids change your relationship?
1: Just made it better.
0: Made it better. How so?
1: Because I always wanted children. I'd have I'd have had eight or nine. <laughs> But I decided four was about all I could handle.
0: <laughs> did you decide that or did Grandpa decide that? She said. I
1: decided it, I
0: think. <laughs> what was the, the stress involved with kids? You wanted eight or nine, then you had half of that, and you're like, oh, that's enough. Well,
1: I had them pretty close together. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of difference in their ages. So four was about all I could manage. And I never worked after we married. Uh, well, not after my children started to come in. I quit work, and I didn't. I mean, I was stay-at-home mom.
0: And you were a secretary at the courthouse, or?
1: Um, I guess you could say I was. Uh, the man I worked for, his sister did all of his work and she had a stroke. And so right after I got out of high school and uh, then I went to work for him and uh, that's what I was doing when I met
0: Bud. And you were an engineer or, um, what was your exact occupation, Grandpa?
2: Yeah, I was a civil engineer.
0: And then how long into the marriage did you have your first child?
2: First year.
0: Didn't waste any time.
2: mm -mm. that She was born 11 months after we married.
0: Was that something you discussed before getting married was children? Like, what are some of the... You kind of just got to qualify each other to make sure you were a good marriage, or were all your friends getting married, and you're like, "Well, here's someone that feels right."
1: No, when I met him, I knew I didn't want anybody else, so it was no problem.
0: How did you know?
1: Oh, Joel. <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
0: he had good taste in magazines?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and did, did you feel the same way, Grandpa? You're like, this is the woman for me? Or did she have to kind of warm you up to the idea of marriage? No, I knew she was it. Just a connection you just felt.
1: Been it ever since.
0: Yeah. And I got to say, I mean, your your kids have a great track record. I mean, they're all married. Some have been long-term marriages. Really, there's only been one kid that's had a divorce, I think, Um, unless I'm mistaken. Is there just one? No, just the one. Just one? As a a married couple who's, you know, the longevity of your marriage is very impressive that a lot of people don't have anymore, having a kid get divorced, how did that make you feel as a, a parent?
1: Broke our heart.
0: Did you feel like you were you personally failed in some way?
1: I don't think I felt that way. I just was really hated that it happened. But I, that's part of life, I guess.
2: I felt more for the kids in the divorce than I did the parents.
0: So you've been in a situation, I guess, where well, your dad left before you were even born, I guess.
2: Yeah, I never knew him. He was around her.
0: Did you ever know him later on?
2: You no, ever? Never. Never met him. Don't know where he died. Don't know where he was buried. Don't know when he died.
0: Well, the divorce rate in the country is around 50% now. I mean, why do you think that is?
2: They've made it too easy to get a divorce.
1: I think maybe. I don't know. I guess maybe people don't work hard enough at it. Both both I'm talking about both the uh, the wife and the husband. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know.
0: Work at it. Can you explain that a little bit more? Like maybe an example of something you two had to work on.
1: Well, we were never faced with anything that would have separated us, and I think thing. Uh, but then, see, times change over the years. Things that we faced, uh, maybe the next generation didn't face or. Maybe we didn't face some of the things the next generation did face.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's been a lot of changes in this world since we were married.
0: But you've still been able to persevere through all those changes. Yeah. A lot of people aren't able to. You said, Grandpa, that you think it's too easy to get a divorce now mean like you just sign a piece of paper or people are just not willing to commit anymore?
2: Well, there's too many reasons that they allow you to give to get a divorce. Like incompatibility. We never heard of that word and we got married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Any others that stick out to you for reasons people use to get a divorce?
2: Well, I, I I know a lot of people that shouldn't have married to start with.
0: It's maybe getting married for the wrong reasons?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah.
1: They were not compatible maybe to start with.
0: Because some people feel compatible. You know, I mean, getting married is a huge commitment, so they feel compatible, but then once they get married, you'd feel like that's when you would start growing closer together, but then people... Start pulling apart. It's work.
1: It takes commitment from both parties.
0: Right. What role does compromise play in a marriage?
1: I think it plays some because you can't have your way all the time. You got to...
2: I think it's 50%.
1: Give and take.
2: I believe one thing that helped our marriage is she didn't have to work. She was able to stay at home and see that the kids went to school, and if one was sick, see that they went to the doctor. And
1: he always had a good job. We didn't. We didn't have a. We weren't rich, or we didn't. We didn't have what maybe. Couples think they have to have now. Mm -hmm. But you didn't expect that back then. But he was always a good provider and I didn't worry about where our next meal was coming from. And I think nowadays uh, couples expect too much and want too much and not willing to Maybe not willing to uh, give and take. They they all want to take. That's you, really you can't have a you can't have a marriage that way.
2: One thing I think that has really helped our marriage is our faith.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Although Anne was from a different church than what I was raised in. She uh, joined the church that I was raised in, and all the children did too. So we had a common faith
0: throughout. Do you feel like that's something more modern marriages are missing? Yes. What contributes to that, you think?
1: I don't know unless there's too many other outside. See, our faith and our church always meant a great deal to us. And our children were raised in in church. And we just, I don't know. Uh,
2: I think it's a parent's duty to point the children in the right direction Sometimes they'll stray, but as long as you give them the the right way, they'll come back.
0: And were you able to, I mean, you had a full-time job and you know you have a farm to take care of as well. How tough was it to be a guiding light to your children and maintain your other responsibilities?
2: It wasn't hard at all, because they knew on Sunday morning we were going to Sunday school, we were going to church. They knew what was coming up. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to beat them into getting in the car and going. I mean, they were ready.
1: I think respect for your parents. Uh, If you raise children to respect their parents and and obey. I don't mean they were always perfect. They disobeyed, but they knew, they've always known that they had to answer to their daddy and to me for anything they did.
0: Why don't you think parents are able to reinforce those qualities as effectively now i don't know because you can see when you go out to the grocery store or something i'm sure you've seen like a mother with her child in the cart and he's like playing on a cell phone or something while she's just Mm -hmm. shopping i mean are those quality moments what is lacking in the modern day family
1: i think so i think uh maybe television plays a big part but things that i've noticed recently is uh handheld like text things i've seen children sitting in church texting (laughs) and I, i would never have allowed one of mine to do that if if there'd been such a thing as text or sending messages with a machine like that that would never have gone on when mine were growing up because we would not have allowed it. And they would then they would have known better. And and I see that even in today. I see children sitting in church texting. And uh riding down the road, you see people talking on the phone and mm-hmm. texting and that kind of thing. It's just The times we're living in i think that's one reason families don't stay together now one of the reasons
0: i mean you guys have seen pretty much the television go from a big piece of furniture in the middle of a room to something that's in your pocket uh from your experience raising a family could you tell a difference when the television started to come around
2: we didn't have a television when we married.
1: Um no, but it did it was after we got a television, it was not all that in that uh, they were not allowed to make that life. You know, there was other things. They uh they watched some television, but um, Children's programs and all that when they were growing up, but there were other interests. I mean, now there doesn't seem to be other interest for children. That's about all I can tell you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're keeping Grandpa awake over here. I'm sorry. There's
2: tough and Vance. Hi, Vance. Hello.
0: How you feeling, Daddy? Uh, well, he
2: ought to have all the right, right people to uh, be
1: interviewing. Y'all got enough years.
0: Yeah, we're
2: getting quizzed about marriage.
0: He started yawning, so I think he's fading on here. <laughs> but we were, we were talking about kids and everything and how it was when they were raising them and how it is now. Um, how did you two deal with disagreements? We
1: didn't disagree a whole lot. We, we've never been. The two of us have never been at each other's throat all the time. We would maybe disagree some, but it we never never got out of out of hand.
0: Do you do you agree with that, Grandpa? Yeah. You agree. You never disagreed.
2: No, we disagreed. We
1: disagreed, but we just but didn't we let it get
0: mm-hmm.
1: beyond. Oh, I don't know how to say it.
0: You wouldn't hold grudges.
2: No, no, we never fought.
0: Do you remember what you did disagree about? Because I've heard a lot with the relationships, it starts with something completely mundane and irrelevant and then it grows into this big
2: we discrepancy. We never had that. I ne- I can't remember.
1: We never had that.
2: Any disagreements. We talk things through like trading cars or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. We've never gone in debt without Talking it over.
0: Well, now that you've been married sixty-two years successfully, is there something you know now that you wish you knew way back when you first got married?
2: I can't think of anything.
1: No, to me it's it's a process of learning, wouldn't you think? Just day to day living.
0: When you say learning. Like, what do you learn? How to get alone.
1: <laughs> I think you're, I think there's where your faith comes in, too. If you never, you, you've got to learn. The older you get, you know, you learn sort of from experience.
0: What advice would you have for couples living in the modern relationship?
1: Faith would be number one.
2: Make sure you have the same faith.
1: I think you grow together when, from the time you start out, if one goes his way and she goes her way, there's going to be a separation there. But if you, if you, uh, I don't know how I want to say it. If you work at it together, I think being together makes a big difference. If, if you look at things, you don't have to always agree, but you don't need to always disagree. And we've never done that.
0: So you guys keep using this analogy of work and marriage. Have you gotten promotions as you're married longer? You find the relationship promoting to a higher level?
2: The older you get, the better you get along, because you had <coughs> experience. Just about everything that comes along, you've run into it before, <laughs> so you know how to handle it.
1: That's right. What he said. hmm what
2: he <laughs> said. She's nodding her head. <laughs>
0: get that on the- Yeah, get that on audio. She's <laughs> nodding her head. So when you two look at each other now, it's this the same spark that was there when he was reading your magazine in the drugstore?
1: Absolutely.
2: Bigger spark. They stronger,
1: don't know what you're talking about.
2: Stronger spark. Stronger spark. Stronger. That's one more stout woman right
0: there. <laughs> 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 So the, the emotional connection grows you know stronger and stronger but as your physical you know aging kind of starts to go down I mean does the emotional get that much stronger you see like a relationship between the two
2: I think everything grows stronger
0: yeah
2: mm-hmm there's certain things you can't do like you're going to have physical problems that you just have to work through. Them.
0: And you two you two now sleep in separate rooms? No, not no. anymore. You sleep in the same room now?
1: hmm
0: What made you start?
1: When he had back surgery, I started sleeping in the other room because I was afraid I'd hit his back in, in the night. And we just got in the habit of it but
0: I moved back in. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Couldn't the spark. Resist. yeah. I guess one thing that just popped in my head, I know older television shows would show people sleeping in separate beds. Like I Love Lucy, they would have beds in the same room, but they would sleep in separate beds. So that's that was kind of the image of marriage projected at that time. And now the projection is, even if, if you do get married, you know then it, the chances aren't good that it would last. Or there's, I mean, Where do you see the future of marriage headed?
1: I'm afraid for it. I'm afraid that people, uh, marriage to us, marriage was, uh,
2: lifetime was a
1: lifetime commitment. It's not anymore. I mean, I think a lot of young people go in it now with the idea, well, if it don't work, I'll just get out of it. And they do.
2: They don't try to work it out.
1: But we went into it with a lifetime commitment to each other and to our family. And we still have that commitment.
0: Have you guys renewed your vows ever? Yeah, we did. One
1: time. We had a a thing over at church where several couples renewed their vows, and we were one
0: of them so moving on to like current events, um I know you guys watch the news a lot. A big topic out right now is gay marriage
1: worst thing that was ever it uh committed gay marriage, yes,
0: you feel the same way, yeah. What makes you feel that way?
1: God did not intend... It's
0: unscriptural.
1: God did not intend for two men to be married or two women to be married to each other.
0: So you don't think it's possible for those people to share a spark that may be on just like...
1: It doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Could you see a parallel between... That's kind of the modern-day gay marriage. Could you see a parallel to back in the day with interracial marriage?
1: Well, we have an interracial marriage in our family. And I will tell you that when when they first got married, we were not happy. Now, we think a lot of Robert now. And we don't, I mean, we're... But as far as being, if it was my choice, no. What
0: about you, Grandpa?
2: Well, we just let them work it out. We didn't try to interfere. We didn't agree with it. But we didn't try to interfere with it.
0: So did, did you express your unhappiness about her decision?
1: At the time, yes.
0: Yeah,
2: mm. we sure did.
0: And now it's just something you just worked through, and now you're accepting of it or <clears throat> just we, we tolerant? We
1: have accepted him
0: mm-hmm.
1: because uh, he's good to her and she's good to him. and He's good to y'all. And he's, he's very good to us.
0: Mm-hmm. So it just over time just, yeah, was a gradual it took time. change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, clearly, you guys, I mean, with all the news you've seen and you've seen the cycles, I mean, is overall, I mean, are you optimistic about the future?
1: For people your age, no, I'm <laughs> no, not. <laughs> I, I think not unless we get some strong leadership. Because I don't think that that uh, young people are being taught. I don't know the right way now or something. I don't know.
0: Is it a lost cause? I, mean, I hope are, not. Are we too far gone?
1: No, no. I but I th- I think uh, maybe things have changed so much since we were young you know it'll never be the same I don't guess Mm -hmm. and that may be not that may not be bad I don't know but for somebody our age it would be bad
2: Young people need an example to go by and right now our country is a pitiful example we're in debt Way in debt. And that's one thing parents teach their children is to stay out of debt. There's certain things you can't help but make a debt, and that's a home or maybe an automobile that's needed or something like that. But some couple go overboard next thing you know they're bankrupt
0: and not only adults being in debt but i mean kids you know student loan debt is just reached over a trillion dollars i mean from everybody going to college and you know trying to do the right thing
1: well another thing things like drugs i mean i guess there were drugs when we were when they were growing up. But they were never in this house and they were never, they were always taught things like that were bad. Now, it's just accepted. So, I don't know, unless something changes, I don't, I don't know. Of course, we're not going to be around to say that.
0: You're happy about that, though. It sounds, from how the world is headed, you may not even want to know what happens.
1: Probably don't.
0: Well, before we get out of here, is there anything else you want the world to know?
1: Love each other. Love you. Love your husband and wives. Love each other. Love your children. Teach them right from wrong. Be there for them. Be there for each other. And that's not always, that don't
0: always happen now. How about you, Grandpa? Anything you want the world to know?
2: Well, I think my wife has pretty well said it. Love your neighbor, of course you love your family. Love the Lord first. Love your family, love your neighbor and that's a different kind of love than a marriage love. How so? Well, you might not give your life for your neighbor or a friend, but you would give your life for your wife because of that love.
0: All you need is love.
1: Well, you're nowhere without it.
0: All right. I think we're good. It's love. Thank you very much.
1: Okay. Now, what are you going to
0: do? I'm eventually going to put it together. Well, I finally did put it together. So, thank you, Granny and Grandpa, for all of your wisdom and continued love and support. Thank you to listeners for your continued support. If you enjoyed this episode, show your support. Go to iTunes, leave a review. Let me know what you thought. Share this with friends and family. I mean, anybody you know, this is a universal topic we discussed today. So please, if you found it insightful, share it however you may. Whether that be Facebook, just word of mouth. Tell somebody, hey, there's a great Hot Breath episode. You got to hear it. It's really, really makes a difference when you do share that way. So thank you so much. If you want to support me, you can go to my website, joelbuyerscomedy.com. I have my schedule for shows on there and links to my comedy class I teach, which starts April 30th. It's an eight-week class. If you're interested in just learning about comedy, if you're a performer and want to get better, it's for all levels. So definitely go to highwirecomedy.com or joelbyerscomedy.com, register on there. If you just want to take some baby steps into this, the new book I just released with Dr. Robert Joseph, Finding Your Funny, the comics playbook, is definitely a one-stop shop for giving you exercises to help build on your funny, exercise to help you find your funny, exercise to help refine your funny, all those fun buzzwords. But really, at the end of the day, it's for a comedian... Who wants to develop new material, stay organized, and stay accountable. Comicsplaybook.com. Give it a gander. You can also see me out at my shows. I'll always have some on me there. Like my show I host every Wednesday at Java Monkey Indicator. But that's later. AC Slater. For all my haters. Procrastinators. Debaters. All right, that's enough. It's time to see you laters. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly enjoyed doing it and listening back on it after two years and just all the knowledge. It really gives me hope for my marriage, which is now just a couple weeks old, but it's been amazing already. And this is uh, going to be good gonna be a good year we got a lot of positivity flowing in so please we'll keep it flowing out if you keep it flowing in and uh this is the end special thanks to my engineer amon garner always keeping these sounding crystal clear and of course special thanks to my wife aaron a rogers on all social media soon to be aaron byers i guess once that the paperwork is official, wow! Well, that's fun. Anyway, I gotta run. Huh? All these rhymes. Mm mm mm. All the times. Good times. Until next Monday. Right here on Hot Breath. <gasps>